There are so many things out there that can negatively affect our chances of having a great retirement. But a lot of times, we are our own worst enemy. We think we might be doing the right things, but we're not really sure, and sometimes our emotions wind up sabotaging our plans and mess things all up. So sometimes, actually, we just can't get out of our own way. So how do you deal with it? Well, that's the topic of today's episode of the My Retirement Clarity Podcast. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Glad to have you back on My Retirement Clarity. We talk all the time about different strategies, different approaches to financial planning and investing and saving, but we don't often talk about maybe the, the biggest key to retirement success, and sometimes it's just getting out of your own way. Yeah, that we see that a lot. People sort of making some of the same mistakes that we see people make over and over, and, and sometimes we have really good intentions, but boy, lots of times we are simply just... You know, we're just getting in our own way. Yep. So we're going to go through some of the reasons, some of the ways we do that uh, with our money, and and try to help you make some better decisions along the way when it comes to financial planning. So that's the goal today on My Retirement Clarity. Again, you can find us online, MyRetirementClarity.com. If you want to call Lee and his team over at JL Perkins Wealth Management, you can do so at four seven eight. 254-3550. How's everything else going, Lee, in the office? Any pickleball tournaments going on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my partner Chris and I just won a pretty big tournament in Griffin. It's actually probably the biggest tournament we've ever won. So that was, it's called the Doc Holiday Shootout. So that was a lot of fun. Nice. We, we went undefeated in that. Just had a, we had a blast. No, no, I take it back. We did get beat. We got beat by a team in the round robin. Uh, okay. But yeah, we won the tournament. It was a lot of fun, and and the pickleball court at our property. I got it painted last week, so nice. it is it's great. Had a first inaugural match on it this weekend, and so that was a ton of fun. But right now, uh, you know, we're doing a lot of activities around my son who's graduating from high school. Sweet. Um, as of the recording of this, he's graduating. On Saturday, so you know, we had baccalaureate service last night, got senior honors and just tons of things going on. So that's keeping keeping us busy at home. And of course around the office, we're just after tax time. So we've mm-hmm. we've had a lot of clients who, you know, they send in their tax returns. And so we're reviewing last year's tax returns. And that helps us make recommendations for, for this year. And of course, not all of our clients take advantage of this, but that that's most of them do. And that's, that's keeping us busy this time of year. So yeah, we get, we got a lot going on around here. A lot going on. I love it. What is, uh, what does your son have planned following high school? All right. So he is going to Georgia Southern down okay. in Statesboro nice. uh, in the fall. So he's already, he's excited. He's, you know, he's sort of mentally checked out of high school. Yeah. He's, he's ready to go. Senior year hadn't been real difficult for him. And he's going to be rooming with three of his high school buddies. They've already got 
the place picked out the dorm that they're going to be in. So they're, they're excited to where I'm just trying to give him some good solid financial <laughs> lessons along the way too. My parents gave him a pretty good chunk of money. So I, I'm trying to, we're going to open an account for him and yeah. let him, let him learn investing and all the kind of stuff. So just trying to teach him how to be a responsible young adult. So yeah. it's going to be a challenge. <laughs> we need to do a show on just like tips to give a uh, kid heading off to school for the first time. Now that you're in that mindset, just, I'm sure there's yeah. some pretty good lessons that you've kind of picked up and, and thought about here recently. So it might make it for a good show at some point. Yeah, I think it, I think it would. Let's definitely circle back around to that one. I know that though, it kind of ties into what we're talking about today, because many times in college, we often make mistakes on our own that we had no busy, <laughs> no business making at all. And as we get older, we still do the same thing with our finances, right? But there, there are plenty of external factors that, that often will negatively influence our chances of a successful retirement. But many times that failure comes with it from within. So that's what we want to focus on today. Just how do we get out of our own way? Some common ways that people make mistakes with financial planning that are completely avoidable. So Let's start with number one, one that probably a lot of people are dealing with right now with the market going the way it has recently, but it's just allowing your emotions, right? Fear and greed to cause you to buy or sell at the wrong time. Yeah, Ben, I would say that without a doubt, this is one of the the biggest ways that I see people mess up. They get nervous and they are tempted to hit the panic button and sometimes they do. Investment discipline is one of the easiest things to talk about, but it's one of the most difficult things to actually maintain. Why is it? Well, I, I think it's because we, we let our minds play tricks on us all the time, and, and we simply imagine the absolute worst-case scenario. And it's, it's really it's psychological financial warfare. That, that's what it is. And, and it's real. And, and people are going through this right now with the markets, like you said, being as volatile as they are. So when when this happens, those worst case scenarios play out in our heads and we think, okay, the market was down 500 points last Thursday, it was down another 900 points yesterday and I'm looking at the futures and they're down again today. So so we start telling ourselves, you know, if this keeps happening, eventually our accounts are going to go to zero. And and that's what we tell ourselves and mm-hmm. so we you know, whether or not that's going to happen, you know, it's, it's just not going to happen. The, the chances of that happening, if you're properly diversified, it's just not going to happen. But but when we start thinking like this, we start obsessing over what the stock market is doing today, right now. And honestly, Ben, I think sometimes, you know, advisors, we can sort of be the problem here. And, I, and, and I'm guilty of this a little bit as well, because when we sit down with people and we, we have the risk conversation and we're talking about... How much risk are you comfortable with? We're doing that in the context and in the setting that everything else in the world is okay. And so we're just looking at how much, you know, sort of downside risk somebody can, can take. But the problem is you, you can't look at this in, in a vacuum. If everything else in the world is okay and your account's down by 15%, you might feel okay, pretty good. But when you add in, you know, something like a war in Ukraine, a president with with dementia who who can't seem to get out of his own way, <laughs> throw in supply chain issues and inflation, all of a sudden that fifteen percent starts to seem like just the the tip of the iceberg. And mm-hmm. so, you know, Ben, this is why I do what I do, and in my opinion, this is one of those times when when I'm at my greatest value for my clients. My my job is simply to keep them from making a bad decision at at the worst time. Um, and I think a few shows ago we talked 
about one of the quotes that, that Charlie Munger had, and, and it's the first rule of compounding is to never interrupt it unnecessarily. So if you're out there, you're you're worried, don't panic. Make sure you got a plan in place. And if you don't, you can give me a call and I can, you know, we can certainly talk about your situation. Yeah, it's it's a tough spot, but oftentimes we end up regretting those decisions when we buy and sell at these tops and no, bottoms, right? Yep, no doubt. No so, doubt. Because if you sell, if you if you're guessing, and this is kind of the last mm-hmm. tidbit I thought about, if you're gonna get out, you again you don't know when the bottom is, and you also don't know when to get back in. So you got to get two decisions right, and and you just can't do it. Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart, and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse. Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050. And we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. Uh, Next one here. Making bad investment choices in an effort to save money on taxes. And, you know, I know this is an area that you pay a lot of attention to, taxes. Yeah, it really is. And and sometimes people let their, their disdain or their dislike for taxes lead them to make other poor decisions. Um, you know, my stance on taxes, we talk about it all the time on this show. I want people to pay. I want you to pay what you owe, but don't tip the IRS. So really what I see most of the time is people hate taxes so much. They just put off tax planning and 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 they don't do anything other than maybe look for deductions that they can get right now. But this is sort of short term thinking. You know, they hope it'll get better. But that's really not a good strategy. But sometimes people do take some action, but they'll do things that wind up causing more trouble than they're worth. Um, you know, and Ben, I'm, I'm not going to go into any specifics on the podcast because I don't, you know, I don't know who's listening and I don't want a listener to think that I'm sort of poo-pooing their idea or right. whatever it is that they're doing. But you need to make sure that what you're doing, number one, is legal. Don't do anything illegal. You know, mm-hmm. just just don't go there. And I don't think most people set out knowingly to do something illegal, but it does happen. So just be very, very careful there. And number two, make sure there's not some type of unintended consequence to whatever it is that you're thinking about doing. If, if you want to invest in a, in a rental property because you can write off some things that you're thinking about, you know, you want to write off, make sure it's worth it. You know, don't become a, a landlord and buy a property so you can write off a few thousand dollars. Um, and, and then you become the maintenance guy for a property that's two hours away from where you live. And and I've actually seen this happen. Uh, so remember, keep it simple. And, and if you're looking to invest in something that you don't understand, learn about it as much as you can before you put your money into it. Yeah. And if you're looking for ways in order to maybe lower those tax burdens that you have, you know, a great place to start is that book offer that we give people here on the podcast. And it makes sense to tell people about it now. 
Yeah, and if you're you know if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you're probably tired of me talking about this book, but it's called Diffuse, and and it's all about being better prepared for increasing taxes in the future. I, I, I lay out some really actionable items that you can do, and if you want a copy of the book, all you have to do is text the word Diffuse D E F U S E to four seven eight four seven five. 2050. That's 478-475-2050. Just text the word diffuse there, put in your name and email address and, and give us a good mailing address and we'll send that book to you. I'll pick up the shipping cost and, and you can, you know, you, you can take some actions using some of the things that I've put in the book. Or if you want my help, we can certainly help you with that too. But just do something. Don't sit around and do do nothing. Yeah, that's what's important. Speaking of that, it takes us to our next one, right? Uh, kind of indecisiveness. When you have a lot of money you keep in cash, and it could be because you're worried about the market and you just want to keep cash and, and you wait, you'll make a decision on when to get back in later. Or you just, hey, I'm going to put my money in cash for now. I'll, I'll decide what to do with it later. But either way, keeping that money in cash for too long can really hurt you if you're procrastinating. Yeah, and and I'm a I'm a big fan of cash, and I, I think most everybody is, um, especially my kids uh, and probably my wife. But we're all you know we're all big fans of cash. But it is an interesting subject, you know. How much do you keep, uh, and what's too much to keep? You know, what can you do with it to earn a little bit of interest? So so here's the deal. I, I sort of talk about cash with people in two different ways. The first way is an emergency fund. I want you to keep enough cash on hand that you don't get in a bind if something happens, so, you know, some type of an emergency, whether it's the transmission going out or the AC going out at your house. That Those are emergencies. Um, a new couch or a new countertop is it's not an emergency. So, you know, that emergency fund needs to be whatever allows you to sleep at night. And some some people will say, you know, a six to nine month of living expense is is good. It's completely up to you and how and how complex your world is. But I want you to keep enough money in the bank um, that you can sleep at night. Don't put it in a CD or anything like that so that you don't have immediate access to. And you're not probably not going to get any you know very much interest at the bank right now. But the the point of this money is not to gain interest. It's it's there to keep you from making a bad decision once when, when something happens. And this is how people wind wind up sometimes in credit card debt. I, I did it. I, I remember being in my very first house, the AC went out and I think it was in August. And I was like, I just need to get through this. And for two nights, I mean, I laid in my bed with a fan on and it it was pushing 90 degrees. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I put a new AC unit on, on the credit card because I didn't, I didn't have enough money. So anyway, but the, the second thing that I would tell you about cash is for opportunities. Now, Ben, this can be anything, in my opinion. This can be set aside for a, a future trip or maybe a, something you want to buy, like a car or the couch or countertop that I mentioned earlier, or if you want to you know, give money to your grandkids or something like that. But it can also be there for an opportunity in the future, uh, you know, whether it's an, an investment opportunity um, or, or something like that. So think about this. Who's sitting around right now waiting on the housing market to cool off? People with a, with a bunch of money, people yeah. with cash. And so, you know, the, the other thing that people with a lot of cash are doing right now, they're putting money into the stock market as it's going down. So they're sort of dollar cost averaging into the market. And what they're doing, they're waiting for some poor soul to hit the panic button and hmm. sell out so that they can buy the exact same thing that 
the panicker had at a discount. So yep. cash gives you options. So make sure you keep it on hand. All right. So on the other side of the spectrum from people that just put things off forever, those that overthink too much, right? Where you just get to the point where you just, you're going back and forth on everything so often where you just eventually don't even make a decision at all. Yeah, this is paralysis analysis. Um, I see a lot of people do this and, and I've seen a lot of people do this in the past. We probably all know somebody like this. They, they spend a ton of time doing research or thinking about all their different options, but they never make a decision. So, you know, Ben, my wife and I are building our house right now. You know that. And and I made the mistake of bringing her like eight or nine different color samples for our deck. They're actually little chunks of wood for the, for the deck that's on the house. And, and they've been on our counter for over a month now. And she looks at them every day trying to make a decision. And, and I've, I've told her, Pam, you got to let me know. I got to tell the builder which one we want. She said, I'm still thinking we'll do it. So you know what I did two weeks ago? I threw six of them in the trash and I only left two there. And I told her these are the only two that were available because the others are out of, out of stock. You know, she made a decision in five minutes. And so I think it's the same thing. Don't tell her that I said that. I said that. And she is not a listener okay. of this podcast. She said, I hear you talk enough at home. I don't want to hear you on, on the radio. Um, but it's the same thing when people try to make decisions that pertain to their retirement. And, and I think, you know, early in my career, I probably, looking back, I probably did overwhelm people with, with all of the choices and all the decisions that they had to make you know, leading into retirement. And, and I, I think with giving them too much information, sometimes it might take four or five meetings for them to decide whether or not they're ready to retire or whether or not they're, you know, they want my help. And so now I simplify things. I don't, I don't complicate it. And, and people are going to, you know, they'll decide in the second meeting, you know, after our second meeting, if they want my help or not, want to become a client. So just you know, don't sit around and not make a decision because you're still analyzing. Yeah. All right. One last thing here, secrets to retirement success, just getting out of our own way. And one mistake that we all seem to make, Lee, is we like to listen to people that aren't financial professionals, whether it be family, friends that mean well, have great intentions for the advice they give us and maybe the stock tip or investment advice they, they give us or for watching someone on TV that sounds very knowledgeable and is making a great case for something. But either way, just blindly trusting that without either doing our research, research or leaning on our advisor to help us kind of parse through what is good and what's bad, that gets us in trouble every time. It does. And I've talked on the show before. Sometimes I, I will... Um, I'll, I'll talk negatively about the brother-in-law because it seems that that's where a lot of uh, financial advice comes from as a brother-in-law who is not in, you know, not a financial professional. Um, people take financial advice from people who aren't in the business all the time. Recently, I met with a younger couple from South Carolina, and he recently retired as a, a federal employee. And we did a whole bunch of planning for them, answered their most pressing questions, and, you know, we were set to bring him on board as clients. And ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, what he did, he sent an email saying that he had some family members who retired from the federal government. And they they told him he just needed to manage his TSP on his own and, and not use an advisor. And so that's what they did. And I think they got everything they needed from me and just chose not to become a client. And, and that's fine. I wish them luck. But and I think they'll figure it out that, that going down down the road that there's a whole lot 
more to this than just managing an account. So I always say people to people, Ben, would you ask your friend or, or your relative who's not a doctor to help you with a root canal? No, you, you'd go to a dentist. Why? Because that's what he does. So it's, it's the same thing with, with financial advice. When you need real financial help, you need to work for with a professional. Um, can a family member give you some good solid tips? Sure they can, but are they going to be able to help you with everything that you need as you get, get to retirement and get through retirement? Probably not. No, and there's all this, this gets us in trouble. I think about it too all the time. I see somebody talking about something and it, yeah, they make you make you confident and make you believe and it can get you in trouble. But always just rely on your advisor for not only just investment decisions, but everything we talk about here. You know, anytime you have questions, lean on them to, to help you figure out what's best for your situation and what's going to be most beneficial for your retirement plan along the way. So again, if you want to set up a time to meet with Lee, the best place to start is talkwithlee.com. Again, to visit talkwithlee.com. You can schedule a meeting there. If you want to listen to other podcasts that we've put out, you can also go to myretirementclarity.com. There we'll have everything. It's kind of a hub for everything that Lee does. Plus, if you want to call the number that's easiest for you, it's 478 254 right, we got a question that came in this week. I want to I want to get your thoughts on Lee before we get out of here. Question came in from AJ in Macon. Says, I have seven different IRAs, all at different investment companies. It's gotten to be a lot to keep up with, but I like the idea of being diversified like this. That's a good idea, right? Yeah, AJ, thanks for your question. Um, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, just just because you've got seven different IRAs, that, that doesn't mean you're diversified. And and I think a lot of times when I meet with somebody who's got a lot of different accounts, and I think the record Ben, I think I met with a lady one time that had 13 different accounts. They're really, they're just simply overwhelmed and they don't have a good idea of, of what they have. And, and chances are they got a bunch of the same holdings and it's not likely that they have a very efficient portfolio. So AJ, if I were you, I would consolidate those IRAs down to one or two accounts and just make sure you have a diversified portfolio inside of those accounts. Because if you just got a bunch of accounts that, that doesn't mean you're diversified. Your diversification comes in what is held inside of those IRAs. So anyway, I appreciate you writing in, AJ. Yeah, thank you for that question, AJ. If you have anything on your mind, again, send it to us, myretirementclarity.com. And then one last time, Lee, that, that ticking tax time bomb book offer for everyone. We'll give that to him one more time before we get out of here. Exactly. Yeah. If you want a copy of that book, text the word diffuse to 478-475. Two zero five zero, and and we still get Ben people texting diffuse D I F F U S E. Right. I guess that is a word. Yeah. <laughs> but for this, it is D E F U S E to four seven eight four seven five twenty fifty. We'll drop that book in the mail to you the same day. All right. Well, we appreciate you listening to this episode of My Retirement Clarity. Hopefully, you won't make these mistakes with your retirement planning. And if you have any questions, again, start with talkwithlee.com. And please subscribe to the show wherever you listen. You can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, all the major platforms. And Lee, we'll look forward to doing this again soon. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it.
Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.